Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Good morning to you. It's 9.09 and a Tuesday morning, a beautiful Tuesday morning as we head near 60 today. Uh, we do have a little storm front maybe later in the week, but uh, and then they're talking maybe 70 by next Monday. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, welcome to the program. I'm Andy Griffin here every day from, well, I'm here from 6 to 10, uh, but this show is a 9 to 10 show, and we have Miss Senior Universe here, Marianne Hamilton with us. Marianne, looking lovely as always. Good morning, Eddie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And you brought the man who managed to capture your heart with you. Oh, I brought my favorite date. Actually, my only date for the last 22 years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doug is here. Doug, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks. It's great to be here. Good to see you. Uh, you've been on the show once before. How long ago was that? Oh, months. No. Maybe <laughs> years? years? Several two, years, honey. It's been a two while. Years. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, Doug is coming off of a knee replacement surgery. That's true. And uh, so I thought it might be, I don't know if fun is the right word, but informative (laughs) anyway, to talk about the process of getting a a knee replacement, the recovery, things that you've experienced over the last few months. Uh, How long ago was the surgery, Doug? I had a surgery in September. September 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's been, what's that, it's almost six, about six, six months almost. Six going on, seven, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, tell, tell us the process. First of all, how did you find out your knee just started hurting really bad at, at a certain point? Or Well, yes. I, um, I've been a, an athlete for pretty much all my life, um, and a, a marathoner and a trail ultra-marathoner. Um, Ultra means, what, a double marathon? Um, anything over, well, technically anything over 26.2 miles. But okay. most of them start at um, 50K, which is 31 miles, and go up to 100 miles. I'm kind of not in the 100-mile wow. range. but <laughs> So what's the longest one you've ever run? I think the longest one that I've run was 36. 36 um, miles 36 in, in miles. one in one fell swoop well and it's a it's on a it's a trail run so the elevation change was oh, wow. close to three thousand feet up um or down. up and down oh, and then both. up and okay. down oh, and then I up see. and down <laughs> wow wow and, and a lot of runners tell me my brother is a marathoner that downhills sometimes are as harder harder than uphill because of the stress on your on your body i think that's quite true um i know people that um, when i when i was running marathons when i was running on the road I was just as fast uphill as I was downhill, hmm. only because I really slowed downhill. Um, <laughs> and, and ultimately, um, I had a, a minor injury, hmm. and, it, and it kind of worked itself into, a, into more than a minor injury. And it got to the point where I had a hard time. I could walk, but I couldn't walk without at least a little bit of pain, and I couldn't run at all. Was there anything you could have done back then that would have made it so you never would have had to have the knee surgery, or was it inevitable? Well, no. If I had never run, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, have. Well, I, mean, I mean, besides that, like, there's that. Yeah, a knee brace that. or anything like that would that have stopped it or slowed it down? Or no. Ultimately, it is just a matter of genetics. I think there are mm. some people that can run well into their 80s and 90s. Um, the um, my 
my discs just um, aren't quite as strong as some of them. I have had cervical fusion surgery because three mm-hmm. of them in my neck fell apart. And ultimately, I just lost the, um, the cartilage in my knee. So at a certain point, you said, I've got to do, I've got to do something drastic about this. I've got well, to take care in, of it. Yes, I went in and I had the steroid shots, which they do. And then I had, I had a, a series of three there where they injected gel into your knee, and hopefully that will help. And it lasted about a week. Mm. Um, and ultimately, I just decided that I, you know, I could make a choice and just not give up everything that I really love to do mm-hmm. or go through this. Seemed like the choice, even though surgery is not a great, you know, not what you want. It seemed like a pretty obvious choice, though, because right? you don't want to give up, you know, who you are and what you do. Yeah, that's quite true. And 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 when I talked to the to the orthopedic surgeon, he's like, "Well, you know, we could continue to shoot you up with a steroid, which is mm. not really um, a, a great thing anymore. They're saying that leads to more damage than it than than good." Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I bit the bullet and said, "Sure." Let's do this. So finally got it ready. Had the surgery in September. Uh, is it like most surgeries? They put you to sleep and you do whatever you, they do whatever they're going to do and you wake up and it's done? Yes. And yes. <laughs> yes and no. Yes um, and no. You wake up and the first thing when you wake up, um, I don't know the surgery. Marianne might know how long did it take. It was so short. It was about 40 to 45 minutes. Really? I, I was shocked. Wow. I was really shocked when they came out yeah. and said that there, he was out already. Yeah. We're really lucky where we live because yeah. the medical care here is great. I um, mm-hmm. had a great orthopedic surgeon. Um, he, they actually set it up in the hospital where he operated on me. And then while I'm in recovery, he goes next door to the next operating room and operates on somebody else. And then he comes back. Wow. Um they say sometimes they can do, you know, six or eight in a day. Um, wow. So the surgeon, what, what's his that. name? Do you remember um, his name? His name is Darren Allred. Allred. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's done hundreds, maybe thousands of those during the course of his life. Huh? I think he probably has. Easily. Like I said, yeah. I was, um, yeah. yeah, I was happy with it. It's, it, they, they, you wake up and when you, when you actually come around, they say, okay. Get, get up. up. Oh. Walk. And you're get like, no, no, no. The first oh, first time, well, not so much. The yeah. first time, yeah. well, they, they, they put a block in, obviously, um, and to, to block the pain. Because, you know, they cut your leg off for all intents and purposes. Wow. Um, and then they put it back together. And With then they uh, get you up. plastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, he made me walk, the, the, made me walk down the hall. I wasn't very steady. He took me back and said, yeah, you know, lay down for another hour. And then got me up and, and said, we'll go again. Go again. And then <laughs> and the, the question was, do you have stairs in your house? And I said, yes, we do. Uh-oh. He said, okay, you can't leave here until you can step up a stair. Oh, wow. So once we did that, I was like, okay, you're out. Go home. Wow. So the whole thing and was about maybe five, yeah, it, six hours it's a Yeah, it's yeah. an outpatient surgery now. Yeah, it's, it's oh, so you didn't even stay overnight? Oh, no. No, no. Um, I think the only reason they would ever keep you overnight is if you had some complications. But, mm. you know, again, they take really good care of you. And if they're quite sure that you're okay, you you go home. And our the, the goal was for me to stay downstairs. Um, our bedroom is upstairs. Mm. And I said, well, let me give it a try. I, again, I had the... I had the block, which lasts about three days or so. <laughs> so <laughs> the first I, couple of days, you did it. Yeah. I, well, yeah. First and, few days were great. Actually, first couple of days. And then, you know, there's obviously some pain associated with it. Um, the day after, I had one day, one day off after the surgery. And mm-hmm. the second day, I went to physical therapy. 
Wow. And we call we call our physical therapist a, a physical terrorist. Terrorist. Yeah. Um, no, I've I've, which, I've experienced that too. Yeah. Everybody does. Love him, but but yeah, yeah. he was <laughs> he was wonderful. He was wonderful. He literally. I mean, he he. he Shout hurt. out to Ron Daniels. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Ron Daniels, um, yes. great physical therapist, and and he tortured me, but he did so with you know with with good intentions <laughs> and a smile um, on his face and a smile on his <laughs> face, not sometimes on mine. He wasn't um, the one in pain, so he no. could smile. But yeah. but what he taught me was that it, it's all about movement. You know, it's you just can't. You have to. You have to get up. You have to walk. Um, you have to. You have to try to do. You have to do as much recovery as you can because if you just sit, you develop a lot of scar tissue, and that's mm. hard to get rid of. So, so, let's go back a little bit and talk about what is knee replace. What are they replacing when you say knee replacement surgery? Are we talking about your kneecap? Are they talking about the ligaments? Are we talking about the muscle, the bone? What I had what's called a um, an arthroplasty, which is a total knee replacement. So they, they take your kneecap and they, they cut around it. They lay it open. <laughs> um, they, you know, they cut your leg off. And they put in this artificial knee and they pound it into the bone on the top. And they pound it a little bit into the bone on <laughs> it's the bottom. It's a good bottom. thing you're unconscious, I, I, right? you're under, I, I yeah. apologize if you're eating breakfast right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, needless to say, you do not feel any of that. Um, and... Um, yeah, and and then they tie up the the muscles and the ligaments again, and and send you on your way. The recovery, for some people, the recovery is fairly quick. Um, you know, I'm 72 years old, so the recovery is not as fast as right. as one would hope. Um, uh, I started. I can you know walk and riding a bike is great. Um, and, uh, going up and down the stairs is not as is not as easy sometimes as I would like it to be. But I was warned that this could be, this literally could be uh, six months to a year. Some people are done and recover in, in six weeks. Um, hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I wish I could describe the surgery better than that. But no, I, was, I, I, think, I, I think we got enough. <laughs> Uh, and you were asleep, but okay. So, what about the your your athleticism, your your the sports you like to play? Are you getting back to, to where you were? Um, yes, I am. I have. Um, I was told again. I gave up. I gave up road running a number of years ago. Um, took up trail running just because it was it's softer ground for one, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have that constant pounding. Um, and my orthopedic surgeon just said, and Ron Daniels said the same thing, don't ever run on the road again. Really? You know, um, because if you do, and you, th- the way you run, you're going to hurt yourself, and we're going to have to redo that knee in five years. And he oh, said, just don't do that. I asked that's him about, motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a motivation. I asked him about trails, and he said, you know, it's like hiking. When I say trail running, I'm not doing a seven-minute mile. He's power walking. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically power walking the yeah. trails. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they said, you know, as, as long as you're careful, um, and the knee is is heals, you know, correctly, uh, you'll be fine. You know, just mm-hmm. just be careful and you know try not to beat it up too much. So. And you've been swimming and golfing, and we, we been, bowled a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah it, 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 I think it improved my golf game. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I'm not sure that that's true, but I like to think it is. Right. Yeah, it right. reminds me of the old joke, and you go in for surgery, and you say, will I be able to play violin after I'm done with the surgery? Right. The doctor says yes. He said, well, good, because I never could before. <laughs> never could before. So yeah, maybe improved your golf game that way yeah. somehow. Um, cycling is really good for, for – that was during the during the rehab with, with, um, uh, with Ron. Ron. That's the – one of the first things they do is that they put you on uh, first a recumbent bike, um, and then eventually a, a bicycle, so you get that knee moving. Stationary, yeah, yeah stationary yeah. bike, um, because the more you move it, the more lubrication you're going to get, um, and, hmm. the, and the more recovery you're going to get. So, use it or lose it. Yeah, use it or lose it. That's mm-hmm. kind of it. Um, so as, yeah. as an athlete, you're you're. I mean, part of athletics is learning to do hard things, doing things that maybe you don't really want to do or that might hurt a little or might you know you you have to what is it no pain no gain right you have to sacrifice a little in order to get where you want to go how does that whole attitude fit in with what you've experienced with the knee it's been it's it's been difficult um because in your mind you think you can do this thing yeah um and uh yeah and and it's a little it's honestly it's a little frightening because one of the one of the warnings that you get is don't fall down (laughs) And, uh, I'm know, not going to do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, don't do it on purpose. And don't twist your knee. And, um, oh, man. Uh, but I think the more confidence you get, um, I'm not worried about falling down anymore. I'm not. Um, I'm not worried about twisting my knee. I've fallen a couple of times. Um, not terribly, but enough that I realize that I'm going to get up and, and be fine. Psychologically, it's a little bit hard because you you still have that, that, that fear. Once you get over that, yeah, I guess it's... It, like I said, I'm going to run this afternoon. There was a, a kid that played uh, basketball for Dixie State back when they were junior college, uh, maybe when they were first in Division II, came in as a freshman, one of the most fearless uh, point guards you'll ever see, was not afraid to go in amongst all the big guys and get banged around or whatever, and, and I just admired the way he played. But unfortunately, uh, toward the end of his freshman year, got uh, a knee, you know, ACL torn and had to have the whole surgery there and fear was a real thing for him because when he came back he was actually as healthy as he was when he was injured but the mental side of things he was no longer fearless it was kind of it was kind of sad because it, you he went from this guy who like i said was completely fearless would do whatever you asked of him run through a brick wall if you asked him to to this guy who was every bit as athletic but now tentative mm-hmm. so I, I guess you have to battle that you're 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 you right, do. Doug. Yeah. You do. I was with a young woman. Um, you know, I work for the race department at the city, and we had we had a, a race two weeks ago that was on the Aspiration Trail. I don't know if you've ever been over there, but it is really wonderful. Um, but it goes uphill. Mm-hmm. I was with a young woman who is in her twenties, and she is she already has a knee problem, yeah. and she's Marianne's actually going to teach her how to power walk because she can't run anymore and she has been to the doctor and they said there's nothing really wrong with it other than the fact that it's just your genetics and you know if you keep running on that and you're going to be sorry in five or six years so she's going to take up power walking i think you know the thing maybe if if doug had an advantage is that he has been a marathoner and ultra marathoner so he has that mindset of of powering through and okay this is adversity i don't like this but i'm going to keep going and that's from, you know, being out there for three, four, five, yeah. six hours on the trail, I think. And he, God love him, he has never, ever, ever complained. I came 
upstairs one day and he was banging on his leg and I said what's what are you doing he said, it hurts so much that was the only time he ever ever said a, a crossword or anything mm. negative and he's been just marvelous as a patient to take care of I have to say and I'm way to go Doug. signing yeah. up for signing up um, didn't well, I wasn't involved in the Huntsman games last year because of my knee you're administering I was yes. administering yes. yes we are we are still the race yes. and directors. power walk directors for that um, two years ago I only swam. This has been going on a long time. Um, I only swam because I really didn't feel like I could do anything else. I'm telling you right now, I'm doing the I'm doing the triathlon this year for sure. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I might be a little slower <laughs> in the in the running part, but who cares? When we were at Ironman, there was a there was one of the guys that um, came through the aid station we were working at who was power walking, and Marianne said to him, "Oh, you're power walking." He said, "Yeah, well, four months ago I had a total knee replacement. Oh. This is." After he has done the swim and the bike. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. So anything's possible it, it, if you set your mind to it. Yeah. yeah, it can be done. You just have to decide whether you're willing to, you know, um, to try. And, and, and that's actually probably the biggest reason I wanted to have you on and talk about this, because I think there are a lot of people out there, and not I think, I know there are a lot of people out there who have sore knees or, or shoulders or whatever it is who are looking at it and going, is it really worth it to get this fixed? Well, mm-hmm. I think you've you've set a good example, and you've got to keep the the price. What, whatever is up there ahead that you want, you have to go through some stuff to, to get to it, whether it's running a marathon or whether it's recovering from uh, knee surgery or, or whatever. And I, I love that, Doug. I appreciate yeah, even, it. Even even playing golf, um, yeah. you know, doing anything that that you really like. Again, my one of my good friends who's playing golf today, actually, um, he that's that's his sport. He loves to do that. And having that knee done, it's like, well, you know, I'll be out for I'll be out for um, eight to eight to I think eight weeks was <laughs> the surgeon said. Well, you got to wait eight weeks and then you can start playing again. Um, <laughs> exactly yeah, eight weeks. He was he out still there. Still hits the ball farther than that I do, and he's eighty years old. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, people don't realize it in golf. There's a lot of twisting and oh, yeah. Yeah. bending and turning when you hit that golf ball. Even if you get a golf cart and you're riding, you still got that that whole all the swinging and everything to to contort your body. So, and if if you're doing it right, anyway. I would just have to say if anybody's in this position or thinking about it, you know, you have to look to the future. Um, I, um, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give up everything. Again, you know, I'm 70, but we have, well, 72 actually. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we have friends that are in their 80s that are still competing. Um, yeah. And and I wasn't willing to. I wasn't willing to give everything up. Um, so, so you're out for six months, or maybe you're out for five months, or maybe you're out for a year. But whatever it is, you're not out for good. About a decade ago, I had a sports morning show over on ESPN Radio. And after I would get off the air, I'd hurry over to the St. George Rec Center because there was a group of guys, all of them close to your, closer to your age than mine, who played basketball three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, I, I had so much admiration for these guys because... Yeah, they'd been lucky they hadn't been hurt very much, but they had all of them been through one or another time, you know, knee replacement or a hip replacement or whatever. They'd been through these kinds of things, but they loved the idea that they could still play basketball and they were still playing, uh, you know, Ron and, and Mar- all these guys. They were still doing their thing. Gary, uh, those were the main guys. Anyway, they, they, they wanted to keep playing basketball and it was important for them to figure out how to do that even through... A lot of trials and a lot of a lot of pain. So, yeah. 
I, I totally understand that, and I think the the bottom line is you got to keep moving. You can't just sit around, um, you know. And and it doesn't always feel great, mm. um, but afterwards, mentally, it feels fabulous. And that's you know really the underlying mindset of all senior games competitions. That, right. You know, give yourself a purpose, something to go after, and something to aspire to, and. You know, just keep moving. You can do it at any age, uh, maybe within different parameters than earlier in life, but you can still sure. do something and be fit and healthy. My dad is 87, mm-hmm. swims three times a week over, and he says, I'm not fast, but I'm steady. Hey, he's doing and, it. And yeah, yeah, I, that's that's pretty admirable considering, uh, you know, at 87, they, they, I mean, doctors say, well, you know, you don't need to prostate exam or a colon exam or any of that anymore because if you get colon or prostate cancer, you're 87 anyway. No, no yeah. big deal. And so he could say, well, you know, doctors are giving up on me. I, I can just be sedentary and just, you know, let it go. But he doesn't, he doesn't do that. That's outstanding. There is Pretty cool. a gentleman, and I don't know his name, um, but I see him on the trails every day. Um, he's relatively slow. He's, he power walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably only walking a 15-minute mile, but um, he probably does, he has to do at least at least five miles a day, at the very least. He mm-hmm. may be doing more than that. Mm-hmm. I see him on the Virgin River Trail whenever I'm out there. Nice. Very inspiring. And he's got to be he's got to be 80 at least. Mm-hmm. Wow. There are there are a number of those here in St. George. It's really inspiring to see. That yeah, is inspiring. Your 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 wife has been an inspiration, Miss Senior Universe. Now, when, when do you have to give the crown back? Did we pass that? Is we are we are awarding a new crown. Okay. To um, a oh, new, you don't have to give it back. No, that no was I, I my get bad. to keep yeah. mine. Yes, yeah. a good thing. That'll be on Wednesday evening, uh, March twenty eighth. Oh, we're so close. we're going to Orlando, Florida. Weeks for that. Three yeah. three weeks from today. Yeah. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Three weeks from tomorrow. Wow. <gasps> yeah. It's going weird. to Orlando. Well, yes. that'll be fun. Don't answer the door. I just read a story on the news about a guy that heard a noise on his front porch. He opened the door and there was a, he got attacked by an alligator. alligator. Uh, oh. <laughs> I swear every every funny fun, interesting news story I get starts with well a man in Florida, <laughs> man in Florida and then Florida. it goes from there because it seems like every interesting story comes out of <laughs> Florida. Uh, I told we have a correspondent that comes on the on the radio. Uh, from Orlando, uh, he calls in t- a couple times a week, and I said, "No offense, but I don't want to live in Florida. I know you live there, and I'm sure it's a wonderful place. But if there, there's a possibility that I would have to, I would open my front porch and get attacked by an alligator. That's not a place I want to be not ever." Happening. Yeah, D- Doug's sons lived in Florida since he went to college there. He's never left. He loves it there. Yeah, and he was raised in Lake Tahoe, so it was oh, a really radical change. For That's him. a long way from yeah. 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 Has he had to wrestle any gears? Or he hasn't been a tar- He's he wrestled lives- his surfboard. I think, uh, he wrestles his surfboard. He lives yeah. in Cocoa Beach and works at Cape Canaveral. So He's, he's still a surfer? He's got to be, what, in his 40s? Oh, no. no, our, no. My son is 25. Oh, a young son. Oh, <laughs> young okay. Son. He oh, came yeah. along kind of later in life. Later in life. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So, okay. yes, he's... That, that's his sport. He's actually t- competing in a triathlon this month, which wow. is pretty funny because he hates to run. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the uh, runners and bikers hate to swim. Yes, he, so. happens, exactly. to be, he happens to be a great swimmer. So. Yeah, yeah, he was a junior Olympian swimmer, and he's, just, he's a terrific, terrific swimmer. Running, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll do it. He'll do it. We're talking with Doug and Mary Ann Hamilton today, talking about... 
kind of the motivation, the idea to not just give up and go, you know what, I'm old, my knee hurts, I'll just uh, get a shot and, and give up. And Doug decided not to do that. Doug decided it doesn't matter that he's 71, 72 years old, he was going to get his knee fixed and uh, and push on. And uh, kudos to you, Doug. Way Thank to go. You. Thank you. I'm That's awesome. pretty happy about about the whole thing. Some days are better than others, but every day is better than it was before. I, I think Doug's special incentive to get healed and, and healthy sooner was that when he was recovering, I was cooking. And so now that he's feeling better, he's actively... <laughs> he had to hurry and get back yes, because yes, yes. there's a reason Marianne's skinny. She's not, <laughs> not the, uh, the professional I'm cook. not a domestic diva, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I love the story. I, I wish I could apply it to my... Everybody thinks I have a bad knee because I have a limp. Uh, a weird thing happened to me. I don't know if Marianne still uses I think I've told Marianne before. Uh, it's been, I think, six or seven years ago. I was playing basketball, and I made a move in the lane to drive to the basket, and my leg went out from under me. And then it started happening. It, it happened once, and then it did happen again for a month or two, but it started happening more often. And within six months, uh, all feeling in my leg from the knee down was gone. Oh. I've been to, I would say, 25 different doctors over the years, and maybe one's listening right now and, and thinks he can fix it, but almost uh, the story is almost exactly the same every doctor I go to. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. I can, I can fix that. That's the first consultation. Mm-hmm. After the second or third consultation and, and exam, it's, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to try some things. And after about the fourth or fifth consultation, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong. We're, we're, and, in fact, I had one doctor say, oh, we're going we're gonna to drop back and punt on this one. I'm like, okay, well, maybe you're going to punt, but my leg <laughs> doesn't us. work. Thank I'm you. not yeah. punting anything. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I, uh, I, uh, people see me uh, almost every time someone sees me lift. Oh, it's the knee, isn't it? I'm like, actually, no, it's, it's not the knee. And, and, you know, they're, they're not miracle workers. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah they, they're there are things that they can't figure out. I mean, that's all there is to it. They're practicing yeah. medicine. Yeah. Right. They are practicing medicine. <laughs> That's right. I have a, a gentleman in one of my water aerobics classes who was told 30 years ago that his leg needed to be amputated. And he said, no, I don't think so, because he had a type of cancer. And he's mm-hmm. still still going. Still going. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. All right. Let's get a commercial break in. Uh, we do want to talk about a couple of other things with Marianne, including, do you know that March is... National Colorectal Health Month. Aware- Awareness Month. Awareness, <laughs> yeah. And uh, in honor of that, guess where Mary- what Marianne's going to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a live stream, fortunately. <laughs> uh, I, you might get some viewers. There are some pretty <laughs> oh, strange people out there. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back right now. Let's check weather. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. We want to invite you, if you want to be a part of the show, to give us a call at 673-5890. Melody is not here to screen your calls, so be nice. Uh, or if you want to text at 435-467-5842, just got a text that had both knees done at the same time. Love it. Would do it again. Better than the ones I was born with, with little to no pain after surgery. Kind of That kind of plays into what we were talking about, Doug, with the different people react or, or not even uh, mentally, it's just the way their body reacts to these different kinds of surgeries. And obviously somebody had a pretty good reaction. Yeah, I think that is fabulous. Um, I, I would... 
if my if my other knee ever goes south, then I'll be doing the same thing again. You do it again, okay? And Marianne's like, no, no not anytime soon, please. No, we'll get a subscription to Blue Apron to bring all the all the meals in. <laughs> meals on wheels meals or on something. Wheels, yeah. 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 All right, Marianne, let's talk about colon cancer and colorectal awareness oh, and all that stuff. Uh, when you've got a colonoscopy coming up, when is it? It is this Friday morning at eight o'clock. Friday morning at yes. eight o'clock. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I my wife had one maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Have they made any advances advancements as far as getting ready for it? Because that's the God. hardest part. That's the worst. I I went for a consultation with the uh, GI person and said, you know, I really, really can't gag down that gallon of, of gunk. Right. And he said, okay, well, we have a different, you know, some different uh, protocols. And this take one is, pills. you know, you can take all these pills. Yeah. Oh, but I, by the way, if you take them in the wrong order, you'll just vomit nonstop. I said, oh. okay, what else you got? <laughs> and he said, okay, there's huh. this other one. It's called Plain View or something. And it's basically two small bottles. And... You do one at six o'clock uh, the night before, and then you get up in the morning at three o'clock the morning three of your surgery. Oh. Yeah, and and gag the other one down. And yeah. let me tell you, after taking the first one, yeah, you say get up at three. You've been up all oh, night yeah. long anyway, so it's bed. not like you were sleeping a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, so. that that part is is consistently disgusting. Mm. But once you get past that, um, then they, you know, put you into la-la land and you wake up and they say, okay, everything's great. So hopefully. With, without being too graphic, the mm-hmm. goal is to get you to have clear yes. liquid coming out of your uh, rear reaches, end. And yes, that's exactly. it. And yeah. that's, uh, Basically, I've been told by my one of my really close friends in California who was my internist back there, once you go twice and it's clear, you're, you're pretty much good to go, so, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um, Really yeah, good to go. Really good yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this Friday. Um, now, uh, one of the cool things about colonoscopies is, uh, unlike any other cancer, when they do the test for it and study mm-hmm. it, they can actually treat it right there. And people get polyps, and sometimes they're even cancerous. They can actually snip those right there during the procedure. They can. And, and that makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and more important, that you get one. Well, the the good thing is, I mean, there's some bad news and good news. That you know, basically, you know, colorectal cancer is one of the it's the third leading cause of cancer death in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But if it's caught early enough, the five year um, survival rate is like ninety percent. So if if they are able to get those polyps out at that time during your procedure, and and you don't need any other you know further uh, treatments, you're you're good to go basically. And, um, and it's so crucial to to get to find it before you have symptoms. Somebody said, I'll just wait till I have symptoms. No, no, Once no, you no, start no. having symptoms, you're already, you know, it's advanced it a has. little ways. Yeah, if you're um, at that point, basically four out of 10 um, cancers are only are found at the early stage. And that's like six or more, you know, mm-hmm. are not. And at that point, then survival rates are pretty low. And unfortunately, only about one in three people in the U.S. get screened. Um, and maybe that's because they don't have medical coverage or they're just freaked out about the whole process. But it's just so important. Um, particularly in my case, my mother died of colon cancer when she was mm. seven years younger than I am. So there, I have to go every five years, basically. And that will probably continue throughout my life. I mean, Doug's lucky. He's, he's had his last one, apparently. They told him, no more. <laughs> you don't need any more. No You're more. Good. No more. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have to keep gagging down that stuff every five years i had a couple of uncles who died of colon cancer Mm -hmm. uh you know one in the in the 80s one in the 90s uh and i know they've made a lot of advancements uh, since then but they they've told me you know you got to be careful 
one of the things I was really proud, I had one a few years ago, and the doctor said I was the picture of colonic health. Oh, nice. No polyps or anything. Nice. So I was happy about that. Very nice. He says, you want the video? I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't want the video. Well, I know, believe you. Katie Kirk did like the live stream she during did. hers, which was she kind of did. amazing because her, her late husband had passed away due to mm-hmm. colon cancer. So I thought that was pretty admirable. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll just wait and, you know, I'll look for the How's the Wi-Fi at the hospital? Well, yeah, yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, and, and I mean, we joke around, we're laughing about it, but uh, colon cancer is a big killer. Uh, I think it's number one among men. It is, uh, yeah. And then and women, it's it's not number one, but you combine the two, and Combined it's number second, three overall. Second most common cause of cancer deaths when the numbers for men and women are combined. So that's a, that's a big oh, yeah. um, Here's something that I thought was really interesting, though, is that people who exercise the most are 24% less likely to develop colon cancer, which is really, really, really cool. Yeah. And this one I love especially. Um, people who had stage three colon cancer and received surgery, received surgery and follow-up chemo, um, were almost 50% more likely to be alive and free of cancer than those who are less active. So um, basically, if you're you know, fit and healthy, you're going into it with an advantage. It doesn't mean that you know, genetics can still play a role, like perhaps in my case with my, with my family history. Right. But um, you know, being healthy and active is really going to reduce that chance of, of uh, contracting colorectal cancer. I, I always wonder about that. I mean, uh, clearly the findings are there. Mm-hmm. Also, though, if you're more healthy and active, you're less likely to eat some of the junk yes. that people who are less active would eat, you know, potato chips or uh, uh, what are they, pro- ultra-processed foods yes, now yeah. is, is what and they're saying. Things like, unfortunately, sausages, Doug, and I love our sausages, but oh, any yeah. kind of processed meats are really, really, uh, will elevate your, your chances of getting colon cancer, unfortunately. So that that's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, if maybe if you don't exercise enough, you you need to work on that. But maybe you can cut back a little bit on those processed foods. Yeah. That that's a start. I hate to give up sausage though. That's <laughs> <laughs> Doug's like, yeah, no, we're not yeah, giving we're up. We're not sausage. giving no up. Yeah. Got to have a good bratwurst occasionally, right? Exactly. Or a, what? It's mild Italian sausages. That's that's our favorite. Like the mild Italian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm not gonna lie. Have you been to the new chef store over there by Costco? We have, we have. They have what like ten different kinds of sausages. So it's sausage heaven. Pretty yeah. remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Dixie Meats has a pretty good. Yeah, they as do. Well. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, but here we are endorsing sausage. That's one of the processed meats. <laughs> Sparingly, right? Sparingly. If you have have it once a month, it's or that M word, right? Yeah. Moderation. We talked Moderation, about every month. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an important word, isn't yeah. it? So anyway, I'm I'm not looking forward to this. Um, you know what I'll be doing Thursday night? And, yes, uh, I do. I have I guess three days. To Is your bathroom really close to your bed? Because I'm you, you just your, taking yeah. a pillow in there <laughs> and my iPad and <laughs> see if I can just maybe hook up the TV in there because uh, I tend to have those kinds of gastro. Nomic, <laughs> gastroenterology um, issues anyway, and mm. so. Uh, even just thinking about it, I probably won't, won't even need the, the stuff to drink down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say this for those that are worried about getting a colonoscopy, that part is unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But the actual procedure itself, they put you to sleep. Yeah. They do the procedure. You wake up. You don't even know what happened. No, no. I, 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 when I woke up, I'm like, it's over? Yeah. Can yeah. I eat something? <laughs> <laughs> the last one I had, they took me in, and I, I remember I was, you know, high as a kite, and I said, oh, look at all this, you know, equipment, this is for me, and all of a sudden, the doctor said, okay, great, and I said, well, you know, are we, are we going to start? He goes, oh, no, no, we're done, we're done. Wow, it was, yeah. That was it. 
I got the old. I'm going to count to three, and he's a one, two, and I never. <laughs> I don't remember three. It's it never happened in, in my mind. Yeah, you never so. do. You never do. Uh, and I, I do appreciate the fact that they promised me they're going to use a pediatric scope because I yeah, tend to be a small person. She's a person. very small person. <laughs> yes. So that hopefully will make it even more comfortable. Which will be good. All right. Anything else about colonoscopies? I got to get a commercial break in, and we did want to talk about sleep a little bit. That's fine. I think I think we've exhausted that subject. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right, Doug. Thanks. I know you've got to take off. Thank, Thank you, you for coming in. It, it, it was a, good to hear your story. Someone else texted and said. Something about couples colonoscopies and uh, yeah, we're uh, skipping that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that one this time. Couples Thanks, massage Andy. maybe, but not colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Andy. appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Andy. We'll get a commercial break and be back to talk about sleep and maybe your chance to avoid getting cancer if you get enough sleep. It's true. Welcome back. So, yeah, we're short on time, but uh, it's always great to have Marianne Hamilton here, Miss Senior Universe. My wife thinks that's so cool, by the way. Oh, that's nice. She's I think like, your wife's pretty cool. She's like, you know, you get to associate with Miss Senior Universe <laughs> once a month. You just, just you and her get to hang out. I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, that, I mean, that's really cool. I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, no, I mean, it's really, really cool. I'm, well, it's, uh, I just think of her as Marianne. Right? I, that's just sort of one compartment of my life. It's not in my entire identity but i appreciate that it's very kind of her to say that <laughs> it, is, it is really cool uh by the way if you ha- want to text in uh, we are going to talk a few minutes about sleep and getting enough sleep the phone number is 435-467-5842 that's the text line 467-5842 if you want to call it's 673-5890 and uh again uh, the, the the idea of getting enough sleep oh. when i was younger nobody talked about it there were no studies done that i was aware of and i didn't really care I, I slept you know i i remember as a teenager i would sleep maybe five six hours a night and then on weekends i would sleep all day <laughs> i you know i go to bed at two in the morning on saturday morning and sleep until two in the afternoon oh lord uh and yeah it was it was stupid uh not the sleeping part but the, maybe the not sleeping part uh, but we're finding out and with teenagers as well as those of us that are a little older Sleep is really, really critical. It's super important, and and it's just I think most so many of us are just sleep deprived, and and I certainly am guilty of that quite often. Um, yeah. But you know, people think that when you're asleep, you're just sort of everything shuts down and you're kind of comatose and blah blah. That's not true at all. Basically, when you're asleep, right. all kinds of important functions are going on in your brain. And exactly. Your body. And yeah. If you shortchange yourself with those hours, then those functions can't happen, and your body is you know it's deprived. It's not just catching up and resting. It, there, like, like you said, there are so many processes, mm-hmm. things that restor- restorative processes that take place when you go to sleep. What, what uh, I know you're looking down there. What, what are some of those that we can expect that would happen if we get enough sleep? Um, if we get enough sleep, I mean, gosh, it, there's so many wonderful benefits. Um, it can it boost your immune system, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it can help you prevent weight gain. I love this. I mean, if you don't get enough sleep, um, your body produces. A, a hormone that I can't actually um, pronounce is ghrelin Some or something. One. Got it, yeah. Yeah, that boosts your appetite. And um, it also hmm. decreases the production of another hormone that tells you when you're full. So basically, you're all screwed up and you're going to be eating just because it sounds good or it's there. And you're not actually eating because you're hungry. So it's really important to have that proper amount of food. Um, it can strengthen your heart. Certainly, if you don't get enough sleep, it can you know lead to heart problems like high blood pressure and, and heart attacks. Um, that's because your body 
when it's sleep deprived releases cortisol, which is that stress hormone, mm. and that makes your heart work work harder. Which wow. is yeah, that's a scary, scary thing. That's big. Um, but it, on the benefit side, um, if you get enough sleep. Your mood is better, of course. You feel refreshed. You're, you're mm-hmm. clearer-headed. You can make decisions better. You're less accident-prone, particularly when you're driving, which is super important. Um, actually, the AAA Foundation said that if you're, um, if you're only cruising on six to seven hours of sleep, um, you're twice as likely to get in a car accident. Yeah, and that number, there was a great story about that earlier. Uh, well, it was actually last week. Uh, I think if they said if you get less than five, mm-hmm. which is not very much sleep, yeah. if you get less than five, you're 11 times more likely. So exactly. less less than six is bad. Less than seven is bad. But if you're less than five hours of sleep, uh, the odds of you getting in a wreck are, are and, and Dr. Blond just said mm-hmm. a lot of times those are worse wrecks than a DUI because if you're drunk, your reaction time is slowed. If you're falling asleep, there is no, you, reaction, no reaction time, time at all. At all. Yeah, and and they, they, they see a lot of high-speed accidents of people who fell asleep at the wheel. So uh, stuff to keep in mind. A couple of factors uh, uh, that uh, a friend of mine, Lois Collins, writes for the Desert News, wrote about sleep. Um, uh, Always seven. Seven is the minimum. Got to get seven a night. Even older people. Yep. Uh, If you have uh, trouble falling asleep as a symptom that maybe there's something wrong and you need to take some some of the practice. I mean, there are stupid little things. Warm milk Mm -hmm. before bed Mm -hmm. actually helps. Mm -hmm. That is actually a way to help you fall asleep. Uh, Other factors, trouble staying asleep no more than you should have. Try to, should have trouble staying asleep more than, no more than twice a week. Now I have a lot of people, especially older people who say, but I got to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. bathroom, Yes. Uh, And uh, the doctor's advice is basically, some of the things you can do to mitigate it, make that not so bad. Try not to turn on the lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know it's a stupid thing, but the the lights signal your brain to go, okay, it's time for me to be awake and right. do things. Right. If you can leave the light off when you have to get up and go use the restroom. Stumble into the restroom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and our eyes are adjusted enough. It's probably, mm-hmm. unless it's super, super dark, It's probably you can probably do that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, the other thing is don't do other things. Go to the restroom, wash your hands, go right back to bed. Don't, right. you know, Oh, maybe I'll run in the, in the Check kitchen. Check my email and, or uh, something. Yeah. Or see something what's like on that. my phone. And that's yeah. actually free. Speaking of the phone, that's mm-hmm. one of those they recommend to stay off of your phone around bedtime. They recommend at least an hour right. of no, no screen, especially no phones before bedtime. It has that blue light in it. The that blue screen. Exactly. Stimulates. Blue you. screen of death. <laughs> Right. And then uh, they said, if you can avoid it, you don't use sleep medication mm-hmm. because that will, in fact, that'll, that'll mess you up. It, 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 you're not getting true. You're not getting true restorative sleep if you're right. using medication aids to get yourself. Just kind of numbing there. yourself. Yeah. And believe it or not, one of the things they say is don't oversleep. They mm-hmm. said uh, sleeping too long, sleeping nine to 11 hours, it can actually have as much harm to you as it only getting five hours of sleep because it messes up your whole cognitive process and everything so crazy hmm. um also believe it or not there are foods you can eat that can help with your food I mean, i'm sorry with your food with your sleep um certainly of course we know that you know having caffeine before you go to bed is really That's not bad. a good idea not just because it keeps you awake but it also prevents your body from doing some of those restorative things right, right. because of the the chemical in caffeine but there are foods you can have um, believe it or not like tart cherries and yeah, I read about that. Kiwis and fatty fish like uh, salmon and tuna, and somehow malted milk can have really good benefits for sleep. Hmm. Malted milk, maybe if it's warm. Warm malted milk. Warm malted yeah. Milk. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't, you know, I got home late. I'm going to eat at 9 o'clock at night. Oh, no. They recommend you not eating late. But if you do have to eat late, maybe the fatty fish or those mm-hmm. kind of things, uh, tuna fish even, can, can help you yeah. a little bit. Or have some cherries. Tart cherries. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't break your teeth on the pit. Yeah, though. really. Yeah. Really. Uh, but, uh, you know, I... I for whatever reason, this has become an important part of my show. And I think the reason, uh, getting enough sleep, I think the reason is because I don't get enough sleep. And I, I keep beating it into my own head, say, dude, you got to get more sleep. you got to well, go to bed early. What time do you get to bed? I mean, do you get up in the morning? How do you come up? I get up about 4.30-ish. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and, and so in order, if you do the math, seven hours from 4.30, which means I, I would need to go to bed at 9.30, right? And when That's does that happen? almost impossible. <laughs> I try really hard, and I have set an absolute must go to bed by 10.45. That is my drop-dead time. But I know I've got to go earlier now. Mm-hmm. 9.45 would be better, or 9.30 right in, right in there. Uh, and, and maybe, like I said, maybe that's why it's become a big part of the show, because I'm the biggest offender. <laughs> so, Well, hopefully people will uh, you know, email you and text you with uh, suggestions and some well, things you can try. Well, encouragement, yeah. yeah. She's Marianne Hamilton, Miss Senior Universe. Always be Miss Senior Universe. She just won't be the reigning Miss Senior Universe in a few Three weeks. Three more weeks, yes. Next time she's on this show, she'll she'll be the uh, Miss Former. Senior Universe Former. Emeritus. Emeritus. Oh, Emeritus. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Emerita. Thank you, Marianne, for coming on. Thanks, Andy. Have a great month. It's always a pleasure. This is the Andy Griffin Show. Be back tomorrow. I think we've got school district on tomorrow. We'll talk about book banning and things like that. Thanks for thanks for coming on. <laughs>